from the VadastaHomesales.com studios, welcome to Theology on Tap, where along with Father Jason Adams, we discuss topics that matter to you in your Catholic faith. Hey, it's well, Monday. Well, no, it's Monday. Tuesday. It's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, I, I, I myself have got all these days mixed up here recently. Well, you know what? I looked up, and y'all are wearing masks, and it kind of freaked me out. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I just see two bald heads, and I'm like, what in the world's going yeah, on Yeah, so new this week, you're still on Titletown Theology, but this week on Titletown Theology, it's Titletown Theology with the two bald guys. All right? That's right. So, <laughs> yeah, the two bald guys have taken over. Father Jason's out of town, so uh, we've taken ourselves... And uh, we, we've come to you guys live, uh, and this week with uh, St. John's Principal Vito Pelletieri. That's right, yeah. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, welcome. So before we get into talking about him and talking a little bit about St. John's School, uh, let's kick this thing off with our normal opening prayer. Vito, you mind uh, starting us off with a prayer? Uh, sure. Uh, in, the, in the spirit of Catholic schools, well, I'll, uh, I'll lead with our school prayer. So uh, right. in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, I glorify you, God, in all that I do, in mind, body, and spirit. I give my best to you. Help me to be an example so others may see the light of Christ shining brightly in me. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Appreciate it, Vito. Thank you, man. Absolutely, Ben. Yeah, well, again, welcome to Titletown Theology, where we're bringing people to Christ one victory at a time. We're so glad you could join us this week. Uh, we're over here, I think episode 17 we've reached... Uh, New Heights, uh, we're, we're getting folks watching from all over, but this week we've kind of brought us back in home and brought us back into our town in, in St. John's Parish. We're highlighting St. John's School, and we're absolutely excited uh, to have Vito in with us this week. Uh, Vito, Principal, St. John's School, how long now? Uh, this will be year three. Great. Awesome, yeah. man. So, uh, been here three years, uh, done a lot of great things uh, with the, the school and continuing to grow. Vito, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm born and raised here. You know, uh, St. John's is my parish. Um, I grew up in this parish. Uh, went to, graduated from Lowndes, went out to Vidalsta State. I mean, I'm, I'm all about, you know, South Georgia, Vidalsta. Um, started my teaching career in Tifton, uh, doing some bands and, and music education, and then uh, finally able to come back home to St. John's and, and been here ever since and loving every minute of it. Yeah, big Blazer fan. You join us out at Blazer Games every, uh, every oh, yeah. once in a while, That's don't right, you? every once in a while. Bring the kids around. Now you got a girl to come hang out with the, I, our, I batch, our, know, our whole yeah. batch of girls. So. That's right. Normally we can get your boys all riled up and cheering for us and talking trash to the other team. So. Yeah, for about <laughs> for about 10 minutes, and then they're on to you know, something else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, well, well. again, welcome to the show, Vito. We're extremely excited to have you here. Um, again, this week, guys, as you saw in our intro, uh, we're going to be talking Catholic school, and specifically Catholic school of St. John's. Uh, Vito is going to answer some questions for us. We we got down nitty-gritty with Vito this week and had some conversations with him. We're going to talk questions about school we have. And then also, as we go on with our program, like normal, uh, Go ahead and let us have questions. Post your questions, whether they're on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, let us know. Uh, if you have questions uh, for Vito as we go, uh, Alan is over there patrolling our social media's uh, platforms, and he's keeping down questions. Again, uh, remember our program here, what we're doing, how we're how our rules and all that kind of stuff. So please do keep it uh, appropriate and such. But ask away questions. We're going to have a Q&A session uh, at the end of our segment, at the end of the night. Uh, so we're looking forward to that, and we're looking forward to this interview today. Um, so without further ado, let's talk about, well, Rob? Yes. What's that special word? Da-da-da! Trivia! Trivia. If you've paid attention to our Facebook page this week... We posted some pictures. We finally got our swag in, our brand new stickers, great stickers we got coming in. They've been coming in the mail. We got one tonight for Vito oh, awesome. for joining us as our awesome. guest host. Thank you. But the swag's here and the swag's going out. All right, we got a lot of people. We got caught up with all of our prizes. Our brand new stickers are in. Uh, we're working on that shirt order. If you've noticed, for those of you that have gone over to the Patreon account, if you go to the $10 a month account right there you get yourself a free shirt so uh part of that and, and part of becoming that patreon there is you get a shirt so we appreciate those folks that have already 
uh, submitted there and gone to Patreon and are excited to have you there. Today we posted some brand new content and yes, we found out there was some hiccups. We're learning the program just as much as some of you guys are and found out, hey, well, sometimes our links don't always work perfectly. We're working that out. So you'll have some pre-show from last week and prior to the show today, we filmed an absolutely amazing message from our producer, Rob. Next week, that will come available to our Patreon accounts. Uh-oh. What did I do? Oh, it, was a, it was a great... What did you do? <laughs> what, <laughs> what, 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 what? Did I say or do anything that, that, that I need to... Be no, worried about? apologize for already. <laughs> no, I think you did great. I think uh, I'll go back and look at it later after, after I filmed it, and <laughs> Maybe I, throw I, some I, green screen effects yeah, on it. Yeah, we you... may have to insert little and, and here and there and uh, shabow and whams. Maybe we can go with some of those old school uh, uh, Batman. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking oh, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, some old school Batman things is going on there. And another thing we want to do, we want to announce again. This is going with Patreon. If we get fifty patrons. On Patreon, all right, 50 patrons. Again, you can donate anywhere from there from a $2 payment on up in different tiers. If we get 50 Patreon members, Father Jason and Rob on the Patreon account will do a challenge. It's a ghost pepper white chocolate challenge where it's a, a, a chocolate bar with the, ghost pepper. The, the cocoa challenge, it is a an evil blend of... Peppers and box, chocolate. Right? It's a fuego box. It, yeah. Is this like a chocolate covered pepper, or is this like a? It's a, blended into it's the blended chocolate. Into, oh, it's blended into the chocolate. And it looks. I, I've watched videos. You can it watch videos. Innocent, yeah. You can yeah, just look up enough. the hashtag Coco Challenge. Yeah. Uh, it's this is actually the 2.0. This is the second time they've done it, uh, but it doesn't look very good. Oh. I mean, it looks painful. So if you <laughs> it, want. If so you want to watch Father good. Jason and you want to watch our producer Rob uh, apparently go through this painful chocolate bar, go ahead and hop on over to our Patreon account. The link's uh, been shared on the page, and the link is also, uh, it will pop up as we go through on breaks and such. But uh, 50 patrons, once we get 50 patrons, that video will come available to all patrons. Maybe working on live, where we're getting some smiles and stuff, maybe live. Uh, may just be a tape, but of the entire event occurring. We're looking forward here in studio, and hopefully you guys at home are looking forward to it. Well, Rob, I said it to a minute ago, and you, and you said the, the T word, but can you roll it back so we can get the trivia? Da-da-da, trivia! All right, so <laughs> I know I prematurely did that one a minute ago. Uh, forgive me there, but before we get to our interview and before we run to break, let's do our trivia. So I did a little digging in the uh, St. John's About Me yeah. To find some trivia okay. uh, for our opening trivia question today. So you might want to open that link if you're not a St. John's School historian. All right. The Sisters of St. Joseph founded St. John's School in what year? Our trivia question, first one for today. The Sisters of St. Joseph founded St. John's School in what year? That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. We will see you guys right after the break. Oh, 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 oh. We're back. Oh, we are. We're back. Ooh, we're back. Put your headphones on. My Get bad. ready. My bad. My bad. So, everybody, welcome back. Jump through the time. In honor of having our principal, uh, the principal of St. John's School here, we got him a nice shiny red apple. That uh, does look shiny. Yeah, it's delicious. Brought to us by John here. He, he our, our thank you, John. Our, our resident, our guy at the door. Golly, uh, he, he, teacher's pet. Yeah, security, security, bringing in, bringing in the nice shiny apple. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> So you uh, get an extra credit or something. <laughs> well, welcome back to the show. We got our uh, bring this back first off with our trivia answer. Uh, our correct answer came from Carter McGinn. Rob, I guess you're taking the swag home with you tonight. <laughs> Carter McGinn with the correct answer in 1941. Uh, Sam Dennis, I heard that you put 1944. We weren't talking about your graduating class. <laughs> we were talking about when the school opened. All right, ma'am. So. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll get a text about that one later. Soon. <laughs> yeah. But uh, again, uh, welcome back. We're starting this segment off, and we're going to talk about questions uh, that we've brought in for Vito uh, here. So question one with us tonight in segment two, talking about St. John's. Uh, what's the state of St. John's school? Enrollment, retention, what's going on? How's things going over there, man? 
so so things are looking good um you know this uh this covid stuff is is putting a damper on on kind of everything that we're doing but everything um, everywhere you know as, as schools get ready to to come back in session in, in whether it's august or or september is is some of our school systems are doing um you know our, our current plan is is to hit the ground running with kids on, on august the 10th um and i think in the past you know 24 48 hours past few days here we've gotten uh you know four or five applications and some more inquiries so we're 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 almost at maximum capacity in one of those classrooms and um just looking to keep building and keep growing and and make it you know make it great make it awesome fill up those desks and, and get kids in the classroom great 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 um let's see what else we got here number two um okay. how involved is the diocese of savannah when it comes to st john's school um, so that's that's a good question. So uh, the the easiest way I can kind of begin to explain it is, is imagine you know like a local school system. Um, so you've got like the the Lowndes County Board of Ed here for example, um, and then you've got you know each of the schools within Lowndes County. Okay, um, it's kind of along those same lines, but with a lot more flexibility and freedom on the individual schools part. So while the, the diocese um, does have a superintendent and, and they you know, can set policy and curriculum and standards and, and kind of uh, administrative type things like that, there's a, there's a great deal of flexibility that is afforded to, to each school to operate um, and to, to run um, how it sees fit for its parish and for its community because um, because after all you know according to, to canon law that the school belongs to the parish so um even though i'm the principal it is saying it is um father brian's school um and, and his decision to to operate that school is is afforded to him under canon law so um, that's that's kind of the, the best way to, to imagine that for someone that's not familiar with with Catholic schools. Okay, and I'm going to uh, ask a little further detail on that question. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the diocese, like what what is the what's the office like look like over there? I mean, how what what are they built up of when it comes to terms of people who's staffed there? What what kind of things goes on over there? Um, so. The, uh, the Office of Catholic Schools uh, consists of a, a superintendent, an associate superintendent, um, a director of curriculum and instruction, um, and then uh, like an office administrator that kind of helps facilitate setting all, um, you know, facilitate each, each one of those with their daily tasks. Um, and, and they provide each of us, uh, each of our schools um, with, with assistance, um, financial assistance. So, um, you know, as we do the, the Bishop's Annual Appeal now or... Uh, the annual Catholic appeal, as, as it's called now, um, you know, some of that that money gets distributed to Catholic schools, and, and they provide scholarships and endowment funds for us. Uh, they provide professional development for us, um, so they just kind of help to facilitate things uh, and and allow opportunities for us to collaborate um, within each other. Even though you know, like our closest school, for example, is, is Albany, mm -hmm. so um, you know, it can kind of be little hard for um you know my math teacher and, and her math teacher to collaborate um but so they're, they're the ones that kind of coordinate that collaboration and, and and team building stuff for us well, maybe with now that we got this covid stuff and it's driven us all to zoom and google meets maybe that makes collaboration a little bit easier you even. know it is um we we spent um you know we used to we used to meet as principals and we continue to do so but um last year it was i think we had like five or six principals meetings throughout the year um, and they were kind of spaced out every few months um and i think since since covid had had closed schools down and um we were uh forced to kind of shelter in place and, and rely on technology we've had you know five or six principal meetings since the time we've closed um all because of, of technology that we can you know we can all get on and collaborate and figure out you know what are you doing in columbus and what are you doing in albany what are you doing in augusta um what kind of problems are you seeing what are you seeing in your community how are we going to come together and, and work to to for the advantage of our students oh, that's so. good uh you mentioned uh there's somebody that works with curriculum instructions when it comes to standards that uh go on in, in school through st john's and all the other catholic schools in our diocese mm -hmm. how are standards set is it set by diocese by school is there like a national catholic kind of thing or what uh yes uh okay. <laughs> all, all the above um so we um and we're actually in the process of starting the next round of curriculum revision um and not to kind of jump the gun and, and uh you know let the secret out but i think we're trying to uh to transition to um a different i guess a different model if you will so in the past we would bring together uh and i say we uh i sit on that curriculum team so uh me and a few other principals would bring together teams of teachers throughout the diocese and we would meet and we would work on writing standards for our curriculum 
Um, well, what we're looking at doing is instead of taking that time and effort and energy to, to writing standards, um, you know, uh, what's on the slate for next year is music. Okay, so music has a set of, of national standards. Okay, that's created by a, a national association of, of music educators. Um, so we're looking at taking those standards. Okay, and, and taking that committee and finding resources to build a curriculum resource for our teachers to be able to address those standards. So instead of spending that time writing the standards, let's say, okay, how can we help our teachers to meet these standards? Um, and then in addition to that, not only meeting these standards and what that looks like in a public school, but what does that look like in a Catholic school? You know, what it, what it, how does our faith integrate into music? How does our faith integrate into music or into, into math and into, into reading? Um, so that is, that is important for us to, to be able to address in our standards. Um, and it's even more important for, for our non-Catholic teachers to, to be able to look at a set of standards and a set of curriculum and say, okay, this is how, this is how that Catholic faith is exemplified in math and in music and in science and, and throughout the curriculum in the diocese. That's great. That's great. And I, it sounds very uh, – what we've talked about a little bit, there's a parish school, so it belongs to the parish. Yeah. And uh, the, that fact that – we're creating Catholic standards. You're involving students not only in their their subject areas, but then we're also finding ways to to connect with the Catholic life. And if you if you, those of you that if you're new viewers this week, uh, maybe you're St. John's members and, you, and you're just joined in to see Vito. We've had some talks in the last couple of weeks, uh, in, in previous weeks, especially if you go back to some of our early seasons, talking about young adults, talking about parenthood, fatherhood, motherhood, and those kinds of things, and, and family involvement but also adding that aspect of school involvement when it comes to it. it it's a great thing and a great place for faith formation, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so next question for you, Vito. How can we share events and involve all parishioners of St. John's? So not just not just the school doing school events and church doing how, – what, what, what are some ways that you can envision a way we can work together and do events together? Uh, so that is, that is something that we've been uh, addressing and, and working towards um, – for the the past past year, um, you know, I, I sit on, on parish council as a, as an ex officio member. So, um, one of the things that we can do and that we've already done um, is, is to tie our religious ed that we do at the school in with what the religious ed program at, at the church looks like. Um, so Susan and I meet regularly and we talk about um, what they're doing in CCD um, and, and religious ed and what we're doing to mirror that. Um, at the school, so um, you know the diocese has a has a pretty solid set of curriculum for what the religious program looks like at both the schools and and, and the parishes. Um, but it's I don't want to say it's minimal, but a lot of what we do goes above and beyond that. So you know the 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 retreats that we bring in um, for our students and for the the, the eighth graders for conf like confirmation retreats. You know that that's not necessarily required as a part of the set out curriculum for that program um, but it's something that we work together to provide um, you know we've got the teachers we've got the students we've got the buildings we've got the grounds we work together to make sure that that happens for for our students at school and the students that are in religious ed that are part of the parish because you know after all the parish and the school are, are one it, it's, it's it should be a unified front so that's great that's great uh, and this this next question kind of kind of builds off on that so how can the church and the school work together um, to educate the children of the parish beyond just our eighth grade platform, how how can the school and in, in, in our parish work together in, in advancing our uh, young adults as they're going towards high school and young adults? What can we do to work together there on that one? Um, I think there's um, you know I think you and I talked about this earlier this week. Um, there there's a lot of uh, a, a bridging that has to happen. You know um, we we get our kids to, to eighth grade and for us that's their their senior year if you will, um, and you know they 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 get confirmed and. You know, there, there's not a lot that's offered for them after that, um, and that's something that that you and I have talked about, and, and we kind of had identified as something that needs to, to change. You know, we need to to be able to assist these students, and I would venture out to say, um, and I don't think it's that far of a venture, but maybe the most crucial part of their life. You know, they're they're going into high school. Um, they're 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 especially if they've been St. John's, you know, students. Their their circle of influence is about to go you know, a hundredfold, 200 fold. Um, so anything that we can do to help keep them grounded in that Catholic faith and their Catholic morals and their values um, is going to pay itself in dividends. Um, 
and, and really help to concrete them into that Catholic identity and, and, and cement them into their faith. All right. Uh, I'm going to ask you this question. This is one that okay. I, I kind of come up. Uh, when it comes to the confirmation prep, and I'm going to see how much you know. Okay. Uh, well, you put me com- on the spot. Yeah, here, yeah, so, on this yeah. one. Like faith formation for them when it comes to dis- like discernment of future. I mean, what what's covered in that with, with confirmation? Are you talking about at the like, school level or, or at the church level or both? Both. Like, I mean, when it comes to their confirmation of, and we've talked about this one on the show, discernment of uh, of, of holy orders, discernment mm-hmm. of, of marriage, discernment of, so, uh, of single life. Is that kind of something that's brought up in, in, in confirmation education? Um, so that's something that that uh, we are wanting to address. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of let the cut out of the bag here on something that's going to be different for this coming year. Um, Father Jason is actually going to be teaching our eighth graders for confirmation prep. Um, so he's going to be running that eighth grade religion program for okay. us, um, so that we can further kind of help lead them. Not necessarily, you know, we don't want to force them to become priest or, or, or religious sister or anything like that, but at least expose them to the idea of what religious life looks like and what sacred life and consecrated life looks like, um, because they're they're not exposed to that and and you and i had talked on this uh earlier and i don't think i don't know if we're going to get to it later but i'm just going to hit on it now you know we had talked about um why catholic schools are becoming i don't want to say less catholic but less of a of a catholic teacher you know there, there's less uh, religious teaching mm-hmm. is, is the appropriate term um and, and it's kind of a a, a cycle you know as, as catholic schools unfortunately close throughout the nation and those student populations go down the number that go into religious life go down. You know, most of most of those that go into religious life, whether it's a priesthood, diaconate, um, brothers or sisters, um, come from Catholic schools. So as their, you know, feeder programs, if you will, for for lack of a better term, um, as those programs kind of close, those that are dedicated into that vocation, those numbers go down, which then leads us to have you know where kind of where we're at now you know we're, we're short on priests we don't have we don't have priests in in schools teaching very often um we were we were very lucky and, and afforded the fact that we have a parochial vicar who can work into his schedule to to dedicate teaching confirmation for us and um you know having priests and and deacons and brothers and sisters to to teach on campus is is a vital part of that catholic identity that we're, we're working very hard to restore in our school yeah that's great that's great and i think uh the next question kind of leads into that one, okay. and you've kind of answered that one. What does the future of, of St. John's look like? I mean, what kind of things you you build in and you're working on over there? Um, so, so that's the, the the biggest change right there um, for for this coming school year is what um, you know bringing Father Jason in, and hopefully that's something that we can continue. Um, you know, the the priests are assigned to to parishes at the the discretion of the bishop. So, um, with our new bishop coming in in September, he's being ordained. Um, you know, I don't know if those assignments are going to change in, in next year or, or what that may look like. You know, hopefully Father Jason will be with us for a few years and, and we can keep that there and instill it and continue to grow it. You know, I, I would love to see, um, you know, I'm going to challenge Father Jason, but I, I'd love to see, you know, him taking over more of an active role in in preparing our students for, for sacraments. You know, what what better person to teach the sacrament of of uh, communion and the sacrament of first reconciliation and, and confirmation than, than than a priest. We know we know he's watching out there on vacation. I know he's watching. And, so uh, he might be so, calling me right now. Yeah, Father Jason. Stop uh, talking, yeah, you know, he's, he's he might be texting you right now. That's might, right. That's his thing is he wants to check his phone in between breaks. Hey, yeah, so and so is texting me. Yeah. Also out there, uh, um, Bishop Elect Parks. If you're listening, we love Father Jason and. Keep them here. Yeah, keep them yeah, here. Keep and, them here. And we also, we, we can't wait for that interview. So if you're out there listening to us, uh, we, we got listeners all over the diocese. So uh, if you're out there listening to us, Bishop-elect uh, Parks, we can't wait to have an interview and talk to you uh, and, and welcome you into this diocese and welcome you into St. John's Parish. We, we would love that chance. Absolutely. All right. So before we get to break, one last uh, okay. question here. Uh, and... Uh, are there any new programs going on this year at the school? Any, any new uh, programs? I know you just mentioned Father Jason and stuff, but do you have anything new in that way, program-wise? Um, we, we've got some things kind of working on the backgrounds and, and under our sleeves. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, that we've we're, we're addressing right now um, is we are we are a small school. You know, that's that's not a, a surprise to anybody. Um, and while that is great. For, for many things, you know, our student-teacher ratio, I mean, you name it, it's great. Um, it does provide some restrictions for us and, and, and a sense of community and team building. So we're working to develop um, 
I don't know if I should say this or not. I don't. I don't. <laughs> say yes. Say yes. Say say yes. So yes. we're looking at rolling out um, a, a faith families house system to to allow our students to intertwine between grade levels and and build a sense of community from a, a fourth grader to to an eighth grader. So you know if if our class is, has nine kids, um, you know while we work hard to to make everyone feel included, um, it, it's kind of can sometimes lead to like I'm either in or I'm out you know if I'm not part of that nine if I don't get along with one or two of them I may feel excluded and while we don't we don't you know we definitely don't want that to be the experience for that child and we work hard for that not to be the case um you know it, it can sometimes happen so you know now if we're expanding that circle and we're expanding their sense of community to to, to across that grade level. Not only does it build that sense of community for that student, but it allows our parents to to interact with each other as well. So we're, we're really working on focusing how we can increase that sense of community within our school. That's great, that's great. I like that. Uh, we we kind of talked about how some of the other parishes are, are hand in, handling religious education and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and things, and we, we talked about uh, when it comes to baptism, it mentions that that parents are the educators and the the, the first sharers of faith, and and how some parishes uh, locally are, are working on those those same kind of things of, of faith yeah. formation through family and through community. And so, uh, I think that's a great great idea, and maybe something that that will catch on and is going to do a great thing. So, I think we've uh, we made it to our, our our break here, but before we go to break, uh, Rob, what time is it? Da da da. Trivia. Oh, he got oh, the echo. echo. He got the echo. He's over there experimenting with the buttons on the. What does this one yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. He's got a clap and a laugh and a out there. So uh, he he's learning all those buttons over there. So our trivia question before we go to our next break right here. I, I did a little some research on just Catholic schools. We've had questions about Catholic schools and Catholicism in the United States, but did a little digging on some Catholic history here. Uh, founded in 1727, this school is the oldest continuously running Catholic school in the United States and is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans. Yeah, sorry, I got it. Yeah, I heard it's it. There, so, I heard it. Uh, what is its name? So, again, this school founded in 1727 is the oldest continuously running Catholic school in the United States and is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. I thought it was the school that my grandmother went to, but my mom informed me it's they, she went to school further west. But it was another oh. very old Catholic school located in the bayous. So uh, we'll get you guys back here. Hopefully we get our correct answer here. Go ahead and start Googling that one. Oldest continual Catholic school. We'll see you guys back right after the break.
and we're back. Welcome back, back. everybody. Welcome back. Uh, so we got our trivia answer. Our trivia question, first off, was founded in 1727. This school is the oldest continuously running Catholic school in the United States and is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah, New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, Miss Lynn Salick, you got the correct answer with Ursuline Academy. It was actually one of the first female uh schools in the United States and uh, one of the first ones to allow integration with black females in the classroom as well. So, uh, nice. Yeah, very big, very historical school. I had to look it up. It's a beautiful campus uh, down there. They got some very beautiful campuses anyways in New Orleans with Uh a lot of different schools. Celine Uh, Gladwin, a close second. Oh, there you go, Celine. Close second. Gotta be out there. So, uh, again, letting you know this, put some questions out there, both on Facebook, on YouTube. If you have questions for Vito as we're going through here, uh, Alan's Patrolling. We got one question patrolling. already. Yeah, patrolling yeah. out there, looking for questions and looking yes. for uh, things. I think I put these headphones on back on, on, on sideways, so it's a little bit different hearing. I think your now. head's crooked. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why the hair grows the other direction. There you go. Yeah. So uh, gravity, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, ask away on questions. Uh, got Alan out there. If you have, if you're a St. John's parent, if you're a Saint, someone that's interested in St. John's, let it, let us know, and uh, we'll try to get those questions asked uh, out here before we get to going. Um, well, I bet you'd notice some things a little bit different between, besides Father Jason not being in the other chair. Surprise. <laughs> we got masks on. We do. And so yeah. uh, part of the thing is we're doing this because with your announcement with opening school, mm-hmm. uh, you've decided, and, and, and I agree with this, is, is having masks. I mean, when I go back into my classroom in a couple of weeks, I'll definitely be wearing a mask. Absolutely, so, yeah. uh, I, I approve of this and, and, and your comeback. We, uh, I saw the video Sunday night of... Wearing masks in the classroom, I think it's a good idea. And, and uh, do you want to talk to us a little bit about uh, your your reopening plan here? Uh, I can. Yeah, sure. Uh, absolutely. Um, do you want to talk masks first? Sure. Or, sure. Okay. Um, so one of our our goals, and, and I guess let me back up and, and start. Um, you know, um, well, I'll just start with our goals. So one of our goals with with going with mask for everybody um, is that. We're trying to keep everybody on campus as safe as possible. You know, we've got we've got students, we've got teachers, we've got um, we've got priest. You know, parochial vicar Father Jason is going to be coming in and out. Father Brian comes in and out. You know, we we have a a wide span of people that come in and out of this school, um, and and we want to keep everybody healthy and safe because we want to continue in fa- you know person in face or in person face to face instruction. You know, um, while I think. Um, you know, if if we have to, a virtual school is. Um, <laughs> we got some distractions going on in the back. I'm sorry. Um, you know, nobody really wants virtual school. It is school. theology. Well, it used to be theology on tap. So yeah, <laughs> just take now, that, now take that for what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is fine. You know, it's a school setting, school themed. Um, but we want to keep everybody self safe. We want to keep everybody on campus. You know, we we don't want to have to to close. Um, classrooms or suspend classrooms or suspend education because you know our teachers have to be out and in home isolate you know according to dph guidelines or anything like that so we want to keep everybody on campus that's our number one goal we want students in the classroom engaged in learning um and and i would rather start with an abundance of caution and look at data as we start school in in august and say okay you know we we can we can relax a little bit and and go outside more often and adjust our plans so um you know everybody that's that's watching please know that that plan is is not what's going to carry us through i don't even want to say the end of august let alone the end of school you know it's a very fluid plan it's very um it it can change daily um based on the information Um, we're talking with with hospital staff and, and local experts on what is the best course of action to do um and you know everybody has different opinions um i mean just look at different school reopening yeah that's what i was going to say is that we've got about every every school system county surrounding us seems to have some form of a different plan absolutely and again like you said everything's very fluid and and, in the school system i'm in we're we're hearing the same thing guys we're we're just trying to be as fluid as possible so uh, this may change up to the week before things go this may change 24 hours before things go absolutely or or you know what we may be able to relax things as soon as we get things going so again we're, we're being very fluid and very very the, I think the key thing is is what I've heard a lot of people say is it, it, we need to be understanding Absolutely. that we're trying to do what's best. You know, and, and speaking of understanding, um, you know, I'm going to ask parents to, to trust us to be understanding. You know, I had Eli. Um, Eli was up with me at school yesterday. 
Monday, Monday, Tuesday, yesterday. Well, I don't know, one of those two days. Um, and he was up there with me um, from nine to one. Okay, he had his mask on. I had my mask on. Everybody in the office is wearing a mask. Um, we're you know we're following our our own protocol. Um, and in those you know what four hours, mm-hmm. you know ten, eleven, twelve, one. So in those four hours, did did his mask stay on hundred percent of the time? Absolutely not. Did it fall down? You know a dozen, two dozen times? Absolutely. Um, and, and we understand that and we know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to get in trouble. He's not going to be sent to the principal's office. We're not going to send him home because, because the mask falls down. We're going to work with him to, to make sure that everybody in that classroom is healthy and safe and can continue to be face-to-face for instruction. Yeah. Again, being understanding and, and helpful. We had a, a, a hilarious – so only until recently we haven't let our girls go shopping or go out and anything, and I've, mm-hmm. I've kind of been the one to go. And, and so my oldest has uh, – all right, you can wear a mask. You can go to Publix with me. You can help shopping, but you don't need to touch anything. So we we were driving, and the our, my youngest, Paisley, was in the car, and she goes, Mommy, I need you to give me a five-minute timer. And so she put her mask on, and, and she put her hands down, and she goes, I can't touch anything for five minutes. And so she's sitting there in the car, and she's like... <sighs> Get a little anxious. She's like, yeah. I can't. I'm like, if you know Paisley, five minutes without trying to grab, touch, talk, move, do things. Mm-hmm. And so let alone, she was like, the, the time I've made five minutes. Lily just looks at her and goes, Paisley, it takes us five longer than five minutes to go shopping at Publix. You're probably going to have to sit there longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, again, we're, we're being understanding. I mean, we just got to see it. This is a crazy new world we're in right now. And, and, and yeah. when, 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 we're at now and what we're at now and we're, we're hoping for safety and safety for everyone and, and trying to be understanding and, and, and at the same time we just live in the way we got to live right now and at some point we're going to be able to get back we're going to be able to watch college football and and, and enjoy yeah. life back to the way it way it was before we just we can't wait to get there and we pray that it comes soon um and and one of those things that like I had mentioned on, you know, being a very small school, we're afforded a great deal of luxury in that, you know, so I can make sure that, that we are, you know, I can, we can make sure that that classroom is spaced out six feet apart, Mm -hmm. you know, and and kids aren't overcrowded in there. Um, We have a huge campus that, okay, you know, kindergarten's getting a little bit uh, antsy with their mask and and they've been on for, you know, an hour or so and, and they need to go outside. Well, we're going to encourage our teachers to to watch for those signs, and all right, let's let's just stop and go outside for a few minutes. You know, let let's focus on their 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 social, their emotional, and their mental well being, um, while also keeping them safe and, and trying to continue that instruction. Yeah, it's been a long time since March. I was having this uh, conversation with someone yeah. the other uh, today, actually, and uh, he's like, it seems like now when I go do an event, it almost becomes surreal. Like, whoa, I did that? And yeah, it's, it was, out, it was only this weekend when I did it, whereas like we, we were getting into conversations in like April, and we were talking, whoa, it's been so many months since we've gone down the street and had something to eat, or, and, yeah. or hey, we haven't gone to the beach in a long time. Those kinds of things where now you're like, Whoa, I, I did that, and and so like you're almost. But yeah, it's been a long time since we've been in school, so I think understanding and and, and working your way back into to systems of, of of what goes on in school is definitely a healthy way to address that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, some other questions we got going on. Uh, do you have to be Catholic to ascend, attend St. John's School? Absolutely not. That is not a requirement. No. Um, I actually uh, pulled some some numbers, some demographic data, um, this morning for for a paper that I'm writing. Um. And uh, while we are heavily Catholic, uh, I think it's about an 80-20 split. Um, so we, we, def- we definitely have some non-Catholics. Um, you know, they, they do learn the faith. They do learn about the religion um, and our Catholic identity and, and go through everything that our, that our Catholic students go through. Um, but they don't, they don't actually receive those sacraments. So they're not going to get First Communion. They're not going to get um, uh, first reconciliation they're not going to get confirmation um, but they're going to go they're going to complete everything up to that point except okay. for actually receiving that sacrament. unless they absolutely wanted to right no. they, if they're, I, them and their parents are choosing sure, they, absolutely absolutely we won't turn anybody away but we're not going to require it of them no, that's great that's good uh one that was brought up we had uh what is the school's mission and you want to talk to us a little bit about that yeah absolutely so um we just spent um some time in the first semester um reworking our mission um, and we, we published a, a revised or an updated, a, a new mission statement. Um, so our, our new mission statement, um, I don't want to, you know, kind of rolls a little bit better, but it, um, it encompasses all that we, 
all that we do and all that we strive for and all that we um, try to instill in our students. Um, so our, our new mission is, is to empower all students to reach their full potential and to follow the model of Christ. So while we are a Catholic school, um, and, and you know, so that, that faith element is in there, everything that we're going to do is, is focused around following the model of Christ. Cause we can, we can cover the academics. You know, I can teach your kid, um, algebra in the third grade, you know, if, if we wanted to, um, and, and we can do the academic part, but what sets us apart from any other school, really anywhere within a hundred miles from here. I think all you know, whatever Albany is to, to us, hour and a half, um, so yeah, about hour and a half, ninety about miles, ninety miles, yeah. um, is that Catholic identity, um, and, and what we're aiming to instill in each of our students. Oh, that's good. That's so. that's good. Uh, you got any new introductions for uh, any new faculty members and, and such going on to St. John's? Um, we do. We uh, we just hired uh, two new staff members. Um, our new pre-K four teacher is uh, Miss Katie Baumgartner. Um, she's coming to us from. Uh, the Midwest, I'll say, uh, like um, I won't say Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Illinois, some somewhere up in in, in that area. Um, and, and I asked her, you know, we we did a Zoom interview, and and uh, we were talking, and, and she was coming down to Valdosta State, and and the question was, you know, what brings you from there to South Georgia? And, and her response um, was, I always just wanted to live in South Georgia. Is she aware of the the heat? The gnats, the mosquitoes. What? What else? Well, what, other, what other things can we add yeah, to the list? I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong. I love myself. The sweet tea here cannot it be is found. Number one. That's it right. It cannot, cannot be found, found in Illinois, else. Wisconsin. I did a. Yeah. Uh, I did a a mission trip to Indiana, and about midweek, some of us just got to the point where we're like, man, I'd love a sweet tea, and so we we asked the staff while we were on the mission trip, hey, do you guys can you guys make a sweet tea? And one of the staff members was from the south, and he's like, guys, I went to the grocery store last night last night. They don't even sell those kind of tea bags up here. And we're like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, they don't have like Louisiana or or, or uh, it's not even just, available. Just, and it's they're not like, an option. they're like, they have like all the flavored teas and like nighttime teas. And then we're like, all right. And so he's like, but hold on, I'm gonna go to McDonald's. And McDonald's was the McDonald's only place. Had McDonald's had oh, sweet nice. tea, but it was it still, not, wasn't the same. It still wasn't the same sweet tea. So uh, we, we got that and and, and stuff. So uh, yeah. So well, yeah. she, welcome know, to South Georgia. Welcome to South Georgia. She's been here for for a couple months now, and and has definitely experienced the heat. Um, you know, it's still going to get hotter. No, so, yeah. Um, as, as anybody's as anybody from down here knows, July is, is unfortunately not the hottest part of, of summer. Um, and Usually, then, it's the first week of football season when we're all sitting and melting in the stands. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And then the gnats come out. Yeah. And, and yeah. So yeah. she's going to get a good taste of that, but uh, we're excited to have her. She, she's Catholic, um, very into to extracurricular activities for our students and, and looking at um, starting up some, some new clubs and organizations for us, and, and we're excited to have her. And um, our our middle school uh, math teacher um, comes to us from uh, from Hayhire Middle School. Um, Mr. Bill McClendon is, is going to be joining us and teaching math for us. Um, real excited to have him on board and, and looking forward to uh, – to a, a great year with, with that. So. Okay, that's great. That's great. So uh, now we've kind of reached the point. I've okay. ran out of questions. Yeah. But it looks like we got some of our viewers over here, and uh, okay. Yeah, we we've we've got advanced in our studio. I'm looking right across from uh, me, yeah. and man, we've got okay. this up on the screen. This is great stuff. Yeah, John's even waving glasses. John, no, I, I'm good. I got I got this, man. That's, so it's big. I can read it. Yeah. Here. So, uh, of course, first question we got for you here, uh, Vito, is what can out of town grandparents, parent, uh, people do to support the school? You know, th- that's a great question, um, and unfortunately, it's it's something that we've never really thought of. Um, and I know that that sounds bad, but that's that's a good question. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to think of some ways um, that we can engage with our with our out of ground out of town grandparents. Well, um, here's here's one we just mentioned. We were talking about okay. earlier. Uh, the road race has always been a huge thing with St. John's. And Absolutely, we, yeah. And we mentioned and, and talked about uh, a virtual 5K and, and how, how the, those have kind of grown and gotten larger. So that, that may be one way that we can get out-of-towners yes. uh, involved in, in, in stuff. And so, uh, Yeah, I, um, we're, we're looking at um, – I talked with Father Brian about our uh, road race and, and trying to continue that, and, and he gave us the go-ahead. And so we're going to be in the initial pl- stages of planning for that. Um, but we also – you know, we're going to be exploring – uh, uh, I guess a backup option. So if if something happens and the city won't let us get a 
uh, a, a race permit or a parade permit or whatever the, the official documentation is that we need to, to be able to do that, um, we can still continue that tradition and continue that opportunity for our, our families and, and then open that up to out-of-town grandparents and, and relatives. So. Yeah. It'd be great. That will be a great way. All right. So next one we got here. It says, uh, "Can you touch on service projects that the school engages in, both class and school wide?" Absolutely. Um, so um, the the easiest thing, or the the first thing, um, you know, we do a, a a service project throughout the school year called uh, Break Bread. So um, our students uh, leave campus, um, and it's partnered with a, a local church that uh, our students leave and um, with with an adult. You know, they're the adults driving and. Um, but uh, it's it's delivering meals to the less fortunate. So they take time out of their day to um, to participate in that and to provide those services for for those families that are in need. Um, uh, some other things that we do. Uh, one of the uh, one of the past things that we've done is a uh, partnership with um, Sister Nula and the Sister uh, Solidarity for South Sudan. Um, so I was I was just talking about that with somebody. But uh, our our students partnered with uh, with Sister Nula and and. I, I believe they did a fundraiser and did some um, curriculum was focused around South Sudan and, and the struggles and, and the the political and cultural climate that's that's going on right now in South Sudan and um, what the solidarity of South Sudan is is aimed for and achieving um, and they worked with Sister Nula to, to to help with that with her project so good 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 I got another question here it says uh do you see the Supreme Court's recent ruling against Blaine amendments being helpful to Catholic education? Um, so I, I know what he's talking about. Um, the the Blaine amendments are, um, and, and those go back a long time. They, they do, yeah. um, and it's something that um, if you're not familiar with them, it's um, it prevents money and, and from the states to fund pro, uh, parochial and private schools. So um, actually, <laughs> a little bit of a history lesson. Um, way back. Um, the the Catholic Church was actually against the funding of parochial schools, um, and this was uh, not, not necessarily parochial schools, but religious schools, um, because back in um, the way early days, okay, um, a lot of that money was going towards uh, non-Catholic schools, okay. So the church was was pro in that stance, um, and then it kind of went to the extreme with with entitlement or not entitlement but entanglement so uh, anything that can be considered you know of a religious nature um is anti-federal funding um you know we we partner with Boston city schools um as our federal programs director and and we're able to take advantage of some of those title funds um but there are very strict guidelines on what can be purchased what cannot be purchased um and pretty much if it's if it smells of religion Mm-hmm. it's a no-go um and, and, I, and i understand that um i haven't seen um exactly what that the 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 um the question is in reference to um i think i think it could be helpful if it if it you know it's one of those things where it sounds good but it's going to really be on the execution mm-hmm. um and how that trickles down to the states yeah, you know. So. Oh yeah, and that's definitely. I I was I was doing some research as I was looking at Catholic school stuff here, and and uh, being somebody who I, I I teach government and economics and stuff, and w- one of my favorite presidents is Ulysses S. Grant, and then to to go and read and see that he was opposed to 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 giving funds, and he kind of started the ball with these Blaine amendments. I was like, ah, ah. but it, he had reasonings uh, of where he was going there. He he was trying to. To improve, uh, to 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 readjust and rebuild, actually public schools at that yes. time. So, and, and that's what they were yeah. intended and, for. And so, yeah. it, yes, we understand that in some instances they harm, but in other instances we understand what that's for. So, yeah. being understanding again, going back to that one, uh, looks like we actually have a, a a good recommendation of talking about. It would be oh, awesome yeah. to have uh, see out of town grandparents read stories over Zoom to their grandbabies in class and stuff. So maybe when you got, I'm sure grandparents' day and stuff like that opportunities. Absolutely. Now and that, that even. Now we've from, all learned how to Zoom. Yeah, yeah. We've all learned how to <laughs> last, Zoom. Last year, nobody knew what Zoom was. <laughs> Zoom. Does that mean I go fast? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We know how to Zoom, Skype. Google Meet. Yeah, yeah Google Meets. Right. I've done. I've had. We've had so many fun meetings and get-togethers over the last couple months of yeah. of family members. We'd all love to see each other. We'd all love to go vacation and talk to each other. But hey, at this point, it's just not. So maybe, man, maybe that's one of those things that you can hop on, especially people that live do live way out of town. Absolutely. That and that's something that's you know real easy to facilitate. And, no. 
just setting up a, uh, an appointment. You know? Yeah, exactly. Tuesday uh, at 2 o'clock. Let's so uh, we got a little more time. If you do have questions, Alan's out there looking. Uh, we got one more question I see up there, but uh, if we got a little bit of time for some other questions. So we got one. Is oop, I missed oh, that one. Just left, uh, oh. just left it. Uh, there we go. Is the is there an advantage to a student to attend in person versus virtual versus virtually? Okay, so um, that that's a great question. Um, while a, a virtual instruction um, can't fully replace you know the benefits of face to face instruction, um, you know you and I are both teachers we we kind of agree on that. Um, we are striving to make our virtual experience as first of all as synchronous and as seamless as possible um, so our goal with with our virtual students is that um, everything will remain the same except their physical location so instead of being on campus and experiencing everything that we're doing they're remoted in you know google meet um, from their chromebook and experiencing everything virtually so that is our goal and we're working to to make sure that the infrastructure is in place to support that okay and that's we talked about this the other day when we were interviewing was some of the some of the things that we saw struggled that we as educators educators in the spring uh back in i think our day and even longer before that if we handed you a textbook and some papers and said hey finish these by sunday that's not kind of the attitude of students today because of the way we teach and the way we do things nowadays that's that's not a practice that we saw and so when we tried to dish and hand that out in march and in april we, some of us were looking and saying hey wait this model's not working yeah uh, and, and and so we've started to explore and we've started to look for ways and and one of the ways myself has found is creating videos trying to come up with live i mean uh I, i'm exploring methods of bringing it either live or a, a tape version of class and and bringing in some of those things if some of you maybe uh if you've worked on online degrees and such uh those kind of discussion boards i know with my master's degree it was one of those like you you need to make a post and then you also need to comment on three or four more other yeah you're seeing that start to come up even with in-person classes like we can have in-class discussion but the way our students are working these days that it's starting if, if if i start that we can almost have a whole lot more constructive and better conversation in mm-hmm. that realm than sometimes that we do in class just because hey sometimes in class you, you get a little shy about stuff so sometimes those questions and, and i think you and i were discussing the model that you guys are going towards with virtually and in person and and i think for as long as virtual is there you guys sound like you got your your, your plan going in the right order and such yeah because you know we still we still want our teachers and our students to to be able to engage directly with one another you know we we when we when we shut down you know in march um matter of fact <laughs> i remember it vaguely or distinctly it was march 13th mm-hmm. i was checking out of the hospital um anna was just born we were getting ready to go home i was on the phone with with our superintendent and assistant superintendent trying to figure everything out while the nurse was coming in and and giving us all the discharge papers and and trying to shut the school down and calling teachers and so it was a pretty hectic day um but you know we we transitioned over the weekend and and from that monday on until the end of May, um, much like we kind of expect our, our reopening plan to adjust, we were continually adjusting that virtual plan. Mm-hmm. You know, we started with with kind of that traditional model of here's your work, get it turned in by Sunday. Well, that's not really working. That's our kids. A, like you said, aren't used to that model. Um, they've got too. I don't want to say too many questions, but they're they're not at that stage that they can be fully independent they need that teacher interaction mm-hmm. they they need to be able to correspond with, with their teacher and and their classmates because a lot of what they are learning is that also that social interaction you know how 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 can i express myself how can i articulate my thoughts in, in into this discussion um so we we went from there to to videos being posted and, and comments and we went to to once a week and we went to twice a week and, and we found that we had a, a very good attendance rate with our students coming into those Google Meets um, and, and having like a, a, I would say like a hybrid class model. You know, mm-hmm. they, they'll attend that direct instruction twice a week for social studies. And then in the meantime, in the, the off days, they have, you know, work that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we want to take that to that next step. We want to keep that uh, that transition you know because some of our students may need to may need to go home and be isolated for example you know i hope that that nobody has to be out of school for an extended period of time but if they do we want that platform in place that you know i I can go home for for a a set amount of time and not miss a beat 
Mm-hmm. You know, continue learning just as I would if I were in school, and then jump right back in yeah. when I can come back in and win. Of it's course, safe. so of course. So, uh, well, they're waving at us that it's time. Uh, it's the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they threw the time up there. And that hour went by fast. Yeah, it did. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> Rob's giving us a funny look. Uh, first off, we want to give a thank you to our our, our fans. If you're new to uh, Titletown Theology, go ahead and hit up the page, like us, and share us. Let us know your friends. Let no family know. Uh, yes, this week we highlighted St. John's, uh, but we cover a, a ton of subjects. If you go back on our uh, on all of our episodes, uh, we, we've talked about a ton of different things, and we're going to continue to talk about a ton of different things. I think next week we can talk about our set, uh, subject next week, myself, and uh, we have, uh, I believe it's Benedictine's football coach will be on, and we're going to be talking about sports and, and, and discussing of faith. So uh, you're okay. going to have two high school coaches yeah. uh, uh, to, in talking. Father Jason's going to be here. Myself's going to be in studio. And we'll have uh, Benedictine's coach uh, phoning in or Skyping in, I believe, one of the two we've been talking about. But we'll be on talking about sports and faith and what we as coaches do uh, to be not only show our faith, but how we share our faith in, in those things. So we have some great things coming up. We have a great schedule of upcoming. We got about we're about eight nine weeks out in planning now, so uh, we're looking forward to what things got going on. If you're if you're new to the show or if you've tuned in once in a while, go ahead and like our page, share our page, tell your friends about us, tell your family uh, about them, share it. We're 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 enjoying you guys. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying this at home, and don't forget uh, to support the show on uh, uh, Patreon. You got a chance to support it, like I mentioned earlier in the show. Fifty patrons on Patreon. Father Jason and our producer Rob will do the cocoa pepper cho- cho- cocoa pepper challenge. And since I'm a little girl, you're going to hear me whine and complain and scream, and it's going to be fun. Yes, and and it'll probably be a little bit embarrassing for me. I'm waiting to see how Father Jason does because I'm he doesn't look like the type. You know, I'm half. Hispanic, so you know, little uh, jalapeno peppers—they, you know, they don't affect me too much. Yeah. But I don't think it's quite uh, that analogous. No. But yeah. uh, but it's going to be bad, Rob. Just it's accept gonna, it. it. It's going to be bad. All right. So don't, don't forget to leave a review on our Facebook page as well. Yes, yes. Give us a review. Uh, and, and for those of you that like our page and have already liked our page and are big fans, leave us a review on Facebook. Um, we want to get our word out, and the more reviews we get out, the more it goes into that whole Facebook algorithm. Uh, and if you're somebody who follows Catholic pages and stuff, it becomes recommended Ooh, and things my like bad, that. My bad. So, uh, and there is just to where for question for Vita. Uh oh. Uh oh. Where can they find? Because you have the reopening video out there, yes. uh-huh. and it explains in a nutshell what you're doing. Yes. Sir. So, where can they find that? Uh, SJCSVOTALSO.org. Um, under the news and events uh, drop-down menu, you'll see uh, all of our reopening plan information posted there. It's also on the St. John the Evangelist School website, website. Facebook page, Facebook, oh, page. Facebook, yeah. Facebook yep. page, and we can Absolutely. we can always share that as well. So. We can go find it and share it. Uh, well, we wrap things up here, Vito. Uh, we want to wrap it up with a prayer, and we'll send everybody home. Absolutely. All right, so in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, we want to thank you and uh, for having Vito in here and for leading St. John's School uh, from now and into this upcoming school year. We pray that uh, you take care of the teachers and the students and all the staff at the school and protect them as they go into this school year. Uh, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys. We miss Father Jason. You're out there on vacation. Enjoy yourself, man. Uh, Look forward to having you back next week. You guys, enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in to Titletown Theology, where we bring people to Christ one victory at a time. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Vito. Thank you.